Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. Do you hear the new music? I need you to vote. A friend of mine made me music. He doesn't like my old music. I like my old music. Which one do you like better? Do you like the new music better or the old music better? Reach out and let me know. Once you're done with that, let's talk about what we're going to talk about today. You can overcome whatever it is you're staring in the eye and you think is a monster. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of The Joe Martino Show. Uh, Today is the first day of the new music. A friend of mine made me music, and we are doing a contest. Which music do you like better? If you like this music better, send me an email. Send me I don't care how you reach out to me. Find me on Twitter. Send me an email, joe at joemartino.com, and say new music. If you like the old music better, say old music. If you don't care, then either don't write in or write in and tell me that you don't care, whichever works for you. There is a lot that I want to talk about today. In fact, I've got list upon list upon list that I want to talk to you about Uh, Things like you have to normalize failure. That's something I talk to people all the time about. Uh, What do you do when your life just blows up? When you blew it up, somebody else blew it up. It doesn't matter who blew it up. What what do you do when when your life blows up? In fact, that's something that as a counselor, I sit with people regularly in the room, and that's what we talk about. My life has blown up. It is not what I thought it would be. Uh, I did this thing, my, my spouse did this thing, my kids did this thing, and I don't know what to do. How do I move forward? My parents did this thing. H- how do I move forward? And, and you know, one of the things, I have list upon list upon list upon list, and one of the things when you start to look at all your list of ideas, literally I keep a notebook on my phone uh, that anytime an idea, I'm like, oh, that might be a good podcast, I just open up my phone and, and put that idea in. And you start to see themes And then we're coming up, believe it or not, we just passed year three of this podcast. Uh, We're just past year three. I believe uh, April 5th was the first episode of 2018. And so you start to notice themes to themes to themes. And and today I want to talk to you about two of those themes that, that run together. And that is the reality that your life is going to be hard, which I've talked about a lot. But then what do we do when it's hard? What, how do we move forward? What do you do if your life just blew up? I, I had a, a call just recently. Somebody called and I didn't recognize the number, but I did recognize the area code. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm waiting on a call from an organization. Maybe this is them. I pick it up and it's like, hi, my name's so-and-so. Uh, my friend so-and-so referred me to you. And here is this problem in my life. I mean, I didn't even get like high out. Here is this problem in my life. And it was just this, this painful, for, for the person, painful vomit of, of problems that were running in, in, their, in their lives and most of, in their life. And most of them, they had created. Most of them, they had, it, w- it was their fault that they were the source of the problems. And that's not always the case. Certainly, I sit with many people who the source of the problem is someone else. It's someone else in their life doing something that's causing the problem. 
but, but what do you do? I think the first thing to consider, and this is something kind of at the other end of the spectrum, don't turn your problems into monsters that are bigger than they are. Don't turn your problems into monsters that are bigger than they are. I think this is one of the first principles to how do you move on. Like, you know, if I were to read you my list, you would hear these themes of don't tell your life with one story. When you have a mis- when you make a mistake, it's not the end. Uh, when problems come, it's not the end. When you can keep going. And one of the reasons we stop, one of the reasons that I think people need to regularly hear, hey, you can keep going, don't stop, is the reality that we tend to turn our problems into monsters that are bigger than they are. First of all, we, we should probably avoid turning our problems into monsters, period. But certainly we should avoid turning them into bigger monsters than they are. And, and so what happens is we're in a world that is hell-bent on two things. I do think that there is a large portion of our society that is, that is hell-bent on, on peddling fear. They want you to be afraid because then they can sell you something. Uh, I used to do sales, and, and every sales class that I ever sat in, one of the first things that they tell you is create a need. Create a need. Even if there isn't one there, create a need. If you don't believe me, take a sales course. They're in there. And, and so there is this idea that we can, if we can sell fear, we can actually sell the thing that we want to sell. On the other side of that, we've become a society that has made safety a virtue above all else. And so our problems become monsters and we start to use what is called in, in, in psychotherapy, what is called grandiose thinking in that, well, my problems are so big, I could never overcome them. You don't understand how big my problems are. And I run into this all the time with people who want parenting advice. Seriously, all the time. There, there was a very specific couple. I did a lot of their therapy. I did individual therapy with him. I, I did individual therapy with her. I did couples therapy. Uh, and we, every time we'd bring up kids and they'd say, well, what, what should we do here? Which is, you know, we, we don't do that a lot in therapy. We say, hey, you should do this. You should do that. But okay, well, how do we navigate some parenting traps Every time an, an idea would be offered, well, that probably works with your kids. Well, no, I mean, it actually works with a lot of kids. But, well, you don't understand how difficult my children are. And there are some kids that that's true because of different things that they've experienced, different traumas, right? That You're right, I, I don't. But... I don't know if that's a good excuse. I don't know if that's a good reason. Like when I worked at Pine Rest, I would hear that from staff all the time. Well, you don't understand these kids here doing... The, no, no, it doesn't matter. We can still do the things that work. And that's one of, one of the other sides of we can make our problems into monsters so that we can avoid them. On top of that, if our problems are monsters, if what we try doesn't work, we can just say it doesn't work because... We have a very short cycle of evaluation for what works or what doesn't work. We have a very short cycle of evaluation for when, how we decide something works or something doesn't work. I was talking to a woman one time via Facebook. I, I know I use that a lot, but she had put up like, hey, what do you do about technology? And I was like, we don't really have a lot of technology rules. And she said, well, I tried it your way once and it didn't work. And I was like, no, that's not actually true. You tried it three hours on a Saturday afternoon. That, that's a Saturday afternoon. Now, here's the thing. It doesn't matter, but technology is a great illustration of how we've turned a problem into a monster. Oh, technology is why this happens and why that happens. And and technology is this and technology is that. And and kids today, it's all because of technology. You know, when I was a kid, we didn't have devices as they're scrolling, talking to me. 
technology's here to stay, and it's not a monster. Now, we probably have to consider how we handle some aspects of it. We, we don't probably. We do need to consider some ways that we operate with technology. But technology is here to stay. Making it a monster uh, that has to be slain and torn down. Oh, I hate technology. We're, we're actually increasing all of the problems instead of actually diminishing them. And so when I was a kid, we didn't have technology like we do today. We had TV. And I knew people, their kids were allowed to watch 25 minutes of TV, you know, during the school night, and then they could earn. And almost all of those kids, when they became adults and they could suddenly watch TV without anybody telling them, they watch TV all the time. There was a family that used to come to our house and when the, they could watch TV now, if we were watching TV, it was our house, so we, we could still watch TV. But the dad uh, actually asked my dad to tell me, so he did, uh, to turn the, the TV, like I had to make it completely black. You had to, you had to mess with the, the picture, the little picture knobs during the commercials. So they could hear the commercial, but they couldn't actually watch the commercial because he didn't want them to be greedy, I guess. I'm not sure. That whole family imploded. I mean, it literally imploded. Mom got arrested for turning tricks later in life. Uh, one of the kids ended up wrestling with, with drugs. And I'm not saying like, oh, ha, ha. I'm saying the problem is the dad made a problem, right? Or something that he felt was a problem or a teachable moment. He turned it into a monster. And rather than teaching his family how to deal with the troubles and the difficulties that come with difficulties... Right? Difficulties bring their own difficulties. He, he tried to make it some sort of monster, like, like, you know, hey, don't go into the forest, there's a dragon there. But that doesn't build the muscle of endurance. That doesn't build the muscle of how do we overcome. And, and one of the things that we have to run out is this idea of what works will take time. What works will take time. If you, I made oatmeal this morning. I enjoy oatmeal. And that takes about a minute and 30 seconds to make. But it's pretty simple. It's just oats and water. If I were to make you a full Italian meal, that's going to take hours. Literally hours. Now, I could throw the noodles in the water and be like, why isn't it boiling? It doesn't work. I got the heat on. It doesn't work. It takes time. Well, I got the sauce cooking. I turned the heat on, but it's, it's not doing anything. Or I could ignore it. And when it starts to bubble and bubble over and burn and stick, well, I don't know why it tastes burn. I, I turned it on and then I stayed away because I didn't want to burn my hand. You know, the stove's hot. This is what we do with our problems. Rather than saying I have a problem and I'm trying to problem solve it, we typically either, oh, my problems are so big. This is a temptation for people. Maybe not you. I, my problems are so big, I can't overcome them. You don't know what this person's like. You don't know what this person... Yeah, you're right, I don't. But I do know everybody in the world has problems. Well, it's hard and I want it to be easy. Yep, most people want it to be easy. But almost all of life is hard and it probably will never be easy. So you get to decide, what are you going to do? And if you're making your problems into monsters, well, then you're going to avoid them. You're going to avoid them. And, and so what happens is 
I, here, here's what I want you to hear that I'm not saying. I'm not saying ignore your problems because that's just making them a different type of monster. You can't ignore your problems. You have to try to problem solve them. You have to try to understand how do I overcome. And if you have a problem that can't be overcome, then you have to ask yourself, how do I live my life in the best way possible with this problem as part of my life? So some of you have parents that are probably not going to change. I believe anyone can change, but they are in the final sunsets of life and they're probably not going to change. So you have choices. You could turn that into a monster and some of you have parents that are legitimately monsters. They abused you, they assaulted you, they gaslight you. But what do you do with the parents that aren't going to change? How do you tell your best story? If you've been assaulted, if you've been gaslighted, if you've been abused, you're, you, that doesn't go away. It's not like it's, it, you, you get to the place where you've healed so it, it didn't happen. But you can turn that into a monster that, that literally gives you an excuse to live in mediocrity the rest of your life. Or you can ask yourself, how do I tell the best possible story with this part of my life being true? How do I tell the best possible story with my life with this truth having happened? Some of you have had exes that you loved 100% rip your heart out. And they, they, were, they turned out to not be the person that you had hoped they would be. And you're never, that's never going to change as far as what they did. They did it. It's not going to be undone. But what does it mean for you to tell the best story that you can with the life you have? And, and here's the thing. Here's what trips people up. Sometimes, in fact, oftentimes, when you go to tell that story, what happens is you fail. It doesn't go well. You react in a way that you wish you hadn't reacted rather than responding. You say something that you wish you hadn't said. You feel the cold tendrils of anxiety just cover your whole body and you feel paralyzed. And even though in your mind you prepared to, you were going to move forward, you don't. You panic and you freeze. And right away, well, that doesn't work. See, my problems are bigger than you think. My problems are, are, are almost impossible to overcome. Almost, maybe. Because that's why we have, to, we have to redefine what this phrase means, it does or it doesn't work. We have to look at a longer evaluation period. How long of an evaluation period do we put into something before we say, okay, that worked, or this isn't working, and I need to change something? One of the things that we have to come back to is most of the changes we're trying to make are things that developed over time. That we, wherever we are, we got there over time. And so, you know, one of the things we look at a lot with, with our clients is, is there something that your body experienced, that your soul experienced, that your mind experienced, that your emotions experienced? Is there something that you experienced that you developed a defense mechanism against, that you have ridden out, right, that you've walked out, and now because you have this defense mechanism, you're actually getting results that you don't want. And, and so now we have to undo the defense mechanism and then lay something in place of it. And that takes time. And so if you try to make a change in your life and it doesn't work 
the first 500 times, that doesn't make that, that thing that you're trying to change a monster. It makes you human. It makes you a person. It makes your life real. And so what actually is happening is you're experiencing the reality of how hard life is to change, but it's not a monster. It's not something that can't be done. And so don't give in to the temptation of, well, my problems are just bigger than that person's. First of all, you don't know that person. You, that's a whole other podcast. Like You have no idea what's going on in that person's life. You have no idea what things that they're actually battling with. Wait, Joe, that sounds like a monster. Yeah, it could be. But again, most of the time, I just I, I think we're more helped if we can come from the idea that every, all of life has problems. Everyone you know is struggling with something. And, and, and everybody has problems. Everybody has difficulties. Everybody has things that are hard. And if we start there, and, and that makes you normal, you're probably middle of the pack. And so it's okay to wrestle with how do I move forward? Because then you can say, okay, well, how am I going to define what a win here is? One of the things I ask, anytime I meet with a new client, I always ask this question. What are your goals for me? Actually, these two questions. What are your goals for me? And how will you know when you're done with me? What I'm asking them is how are we going to define what is working and what isn't? How are we going to define what is real in, in, in the process of movement and what is what is not real in the process of we're trying and it isn't working? Inventors don't get it right every time. The, I don't know that they ever get it right the first time. Most inventors, it is a long process for how they start with an idea and they end up with it. Authors, creators, there's, there's, there's always this, oh, that didn't work well. Oh, that didn't go well. Yeah, oh, that, that's not working, and so I'm going to try this. And so I'm always a fan of people saying, well, okay, well, this isn't working, and I'm going to try this. What I'm not a fan of is people saying, well, this isn't working because the problem is so monstrous, it can't be overcome, so I quit. That's, that's how people stay stuck. That's how people get to a place in their life where they can't move anymore. And that's what we want to avoid. We want to be at a place where, okay, yes, there's a problem, but I can overcome it because you can overcome it. That needs to be the narrative running in your head. You can overcome it. And if you can't overcome it, in other words, there are some things that happen that we're never, gonna, we're never going to overcome. I've been emailing, someone emailed me uh, and they were in an accident, um, sitting on their front porch. There was a car wreck. Somebody was speeding. Uh, it's, it's, it sounds like some people were racing, like the little sports cars, uh, like Fast and Furious. And um, back before it turned into whatever it is today. And one of the cars wrecked and flipped and rolled up the person's front yard and hit them. And I, I guess their front porch was like brick steps. And their left arm, I don't know which arm, one of their arms was severed. It's, it's no longer there. They're not growing back another arm. I'm not being facetious. I'm not trying to be funny. They're, they're always going to be stuck with just one arm. And so that is very traumatic. Uh, that is very traumatizing. That is something that the rest of their life, there's going to be a battle. And yet the question becomes, how do you tell the best story that you possibly can with your life with one arm? That, that's, that's the story. 
That now becomes the story. And then you can be an overcomer. It doesn't mean you're going to overcome and you're going to get an arm. And, and you know, they wrote into me because they wanted to know if I could do therapy. They're not in my state, so I can't. But they need to figure out how they're going to do, uh, are they going to get a prosthetic arm? And all of the things that come with that trauma. And yet, one of the things that impressed me in my conversation with them via email is there's no monster there. Even the person who was driving the car isn't a monster. They feel like that person made a terrible mistake that certainly cost many people a lot of things at a much higher cost than the person considered. The price was very difficult. But they're not stopping. So what about you? What's going on in your life? What's the thing in your life that you could change but you're afraid to change? What's the thing in your life that you're just, it's a monster? And, and, and so instead of dealing with it, you're either avoiding it or you're using it as an excuse for why you can stay where you're at. And listen, I know that people have crippling anxiety. I, I know it, that they just, they feel like they can't move. But then go see a counselor. Well, I did and it didn't work. Then go see another counselor. Well, I saw two counselors and neither one of them worked. Then go see a third counselor. Be moving. Overcome. Well, I tried getting a new job and they turned me down. Okay, then, then set a goal to go get 15 rejections. Apply 15 places. Well, I, I went back to school and it was really hard and my grades weren't very good. Okay, then go back to school and take less classes. Get a tutor. Fight to overcome. You can do it. All right, don't forget to vote. Which music do you like better than the old music? We'll play at the end of this episode. The new music playing at the beginning. Reach out to me. Say, hey, I like the new music. I like the old music. I don't care what music you play. Get rid of it all. I don't, I don't care. I mean, tell me what you think. Uh, thanks so much for listening. If, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Uh, that is the best form of advertising that we can get. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.